I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. For nearly 3,000 years, man has searched for the lost Ark of the Covenant. The Bible speaks of the Ark leveling mountains and laying waste to entire regions. Not something to be taken lightly. No one knows its secrets. Jones, do you realize what the Ark is? It's a transmitter. It's a radio for speaking to God. An army which carries the Ark before it is invincible. The Ark, if it is there, Atanis, then it is something that man was not meant to disturb. It is protected by forces beyond imagination. Welcome to Second Take Podcast, review of Raiders of the Lost Ark, starring Harrison Ford and Karen Allen, written by Lawrence Kasdan, George Lucas and Philip Kaufman, and directed by Steven Spielberg. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Better go. If you still want the Ark, it has been loaded onto a truck for Cairo. Raiders of the Lost Ark. A film from Steven Spielberg and George Lucas. Adios, senor. And I'm Sebastian. You want to talk to God? Let's go see him together. I'm Andy Shosler. <laughs> um, um. Oh, Nazi screams, face melter. Uh, uh. It's not the years, honey. It's the mileage. And I'm Alex. <laughs> All together, are you ready? And I They're hate digging snakes. in the wrong oh. place. <laughs> oh, oh sorry. you guys let me down. <laughs> and welcome what? to our uh. review of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Which is what it was called originally, but now I guess it's been properly like re-released under Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Well, that would explain why I took so long to get <laughs> my quote, because I'm not prepared and I was searching for Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost yeah. Ark, and it doesn't come up. If you buy it on like DVD or Blu-ray these days, it will say Indiana yeah. Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark, but yeah. much like when Star Wars Episode 3, Four came oh, out. It was just Star Wars. Just Star Wars. It wasn't called A New Hope. wasn't called Episode Four. Just blah. This is George Lucas shenanigans yeah. <laughs> and Spielberg shenanigans. Yeah, retroactively fitting into a franchise that yep. he created so, because he's an awesome filmmaker, or at least used to be. Why are we reviewing this, Andrew? I look to you so we can both together turn our heads to the side and look at Alex. It's awesome. Well, I'm aware of that, but just Alex is the reason good. that we're doing this series. Oh, really? Because he's never Apparently. seen them before. Ever? Ever. I, oh, I, I envy will, you, sir. I will admit I have seen parts. Yes. <laughs> I mean, like these are these are famous movies. You will have seen, yeah. I guarantee before you saw this movie, you've seen the Boulder scene, for example. Nope. You've never that, seen- Well, not that I remember. That wasn't one of the scenes that I remember. I have to <laughs> say, uh, I saw, I grew up with The Last Crusade- Having never seen the other two, Raiders, right. I saw. Um, I, th- I think I was definitely an adult by the time I saw it for the first time. Mm-hmm. And then Temple of Doom was the last one of the three that I saw, and I liked that one the least. Okay, 
Because because Raiders and Last Crusade kind of have the same tone to them, but Temple of Doom is just completely different. Temple of Doom definitely stands out in its yeah. own. I I think from memory, and obviously we'll get there as we watch the series, I think Crusade's my favourite. Mine but too. I love but, Sean but, Connery. But I grew up so. with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Alex, yeah. you saw the movie. I did. Was it longer than you expected it to be? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. I was, of course, it's a freaking... 80s Spielberg film. It's going to go for like 14 hours. So I think it's like two, isn't it? It's I two watched hours. it last yeah. night and I didn't feel the time. So. Good. That's good. Good yeah. start, yeah. yeah. And just on a note, remember when trailers used to sort of tell you the story of what to, of what to expect? They weren't just, dun dun, yep. in a world of crime. Legitimately though, like um, when I did the cut for, um, what did we just do? We just review, um, not the man, the man who knew too little, and yes. Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Yeah. Both those trailers came with the old, yeah, yeah. two unlikely suspects. Yeah. You know that crap. And That's I was fine. Like, yeah, sell me on the story. Tell me a little bit of the story to to get me engaged. Definitely works better for when I'm cutting things. I'll be honest. <laughs> Same with Space Jam, and I did that one too. Like, there's literally a verbal announcement of Michael Jordan. Bugs Bunny, <laughs> Daffy Duck. I'm like, excellent. You're doing my job for me. Um, <laughs> but I guess cinema's been around for a hundred years now. There are both. Yeah. So no wonder that it's had. You know, it continues to evolve, obviously. But even yeah. even though there are distinct beats, like '80s films have their own feel, and you can you can recognize one without knowing anything about it. Now, is when? it time for trivia? I think so. Yes. Riddle me this. Riddle me that. Who's afraid of the big black bat? Hey Derek, you know what's always good for shoulder pain? What? If you lick my butthole. It is Wednesday, my dudes. Fake trivia and useless trivia. It's only relevant that it's Wednesday on one day of the week. One out of seven. A seventh of the time that's relevant. And I'll point out, because we did a couple of like double up And reviews, it's not even Wednesday. <laughs> I know it's not, but because we did a couple of double ups for the week that we did both Pokemon movies and the week that we did both National Treasure films. Um, they what, did come out two of those movies <laughs> come out on Wednesday. <laughs> I was, uh, it popped up in my feed and the first thing I thought was, today's a Wednesday, good? Yes, finally. <laughs> so if you're ever curious as to why that plays, it's on the off chance that we give you a bonus review on a Wednesday. <laughs> you're welcome twice. So Raiders of the Lost Ark, budget of 18 million. Eighteen one eight. Eighteen. And a worldwide gross attributed of three hundred eighty-nine. Fantastically popular. Great. And George Lucas, as one of the producers, convinced Paramount to fund it one hundred percent whilst himself retaining forty percent ownership of the thing and being entitled to half the profits. Above some figure, once the once once the studio had made its money, huh? Isn't that amazing? I mean, he is a good businessman. Wow, that is for sure. Well done, Lucas. Can I come stay at your ranch? <laughs> <laughs> I find it interesting um, having this kind of collaboration between Lucas and Spielberg because we've seen it's not just these movies, right? What else do they collaborate in? Well, this was certainly the first few things they knew each other. Like yes. they were they were the same age. They grew up to the thing. Do you know the story of how they wrote? Raiders? Please tell. You could use it as a trivia. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. No. So uh, George Lucas started this tradition of just being away from the fanfare when his films opened. So when A New Hope opened, he was on holiday in Hawaii. Spielberg joined him. Uh, they relaxed once they, they saw that uh, Star Wars was a hit. Uh, and they just started bouncing around some ideas. Spielberg said he wanted to do a James Bond type film, and Lucas said, "Oh, yeah, it's kind of interesting. Yeah. Why don't we do this?" And they sowed the seeds of Raiders of the Lost Ark there. Interesting. Mm. While they were building a sandcastle. Oh, that's cute, isn't it? I thought that was a nice touch. <laughs> so these and then the boulder. <laughs> <laughs> you can see no, it. Oh, you ruined it. <laughs> it's more of a. It's not a general bit of trivia for this film, but it's about the entire series. Um, but Spielberg uses the Nazis in this film. And obviously he uses them as a villain. They're kind of comical in some parts, sinister in others, all that. Um, but he's in many interviews cited that when he then went to make Schindler's List, it kind of changed. Of, I mean, no one likes a Nazi, don't get me wrong, but it really changed his whole perspective when it came to filmmaking right. with the inclusion of Nazis in cinema. 
which is why when we get to Temple of the Crystal Skull or whatever the hell, the, the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, yeah. um, the bad guys are now like these vaguely Russian villain sort of things um, because he never wants to use Nazis in his films again um, unless it's you know a full yeah. serious real like depiction. Yeah. Um, so this is kind of a rarity in a sense that as long as he sticks by his words, apart from these films in this, in this franchise, we're never going to see that sort of joking Nazi sort of character because he's he is a, I think it's a little bit upset through his research for Schindler's List. Right. So it's a national treasure is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Well, Spielberg uh, avoided getting the, the uh, um, food poisoning that everybody else on set did. Oh, good. By having brought with him lots of cans of SpaghettiOs. You know that huh. famous flamboyant swordsman scene, right? I mean, this is a famous bit of trivia yeah. that the reason that Harrison Ford shot him oh, was that yes. originally he was supposed to do the whip and catch the and catch the sword thing, but they did several takes of that. Nothing was working out. Everybody had food poisoning on set. Nobody wanted to commit. It was hot. They didn't want to do it. And Harrison Ford just said, well, why don't I shoot the guy? Spielberg says, I love it. Do it. And they captured it and it was done. And it's done <laughs> so well. Yeah. Like it, the timing is so fucking perfect yeah. on that. It's, it's, I hate to drop this, the old word, but it's definitely an iconic moment in this franchise. Like him taking the idol, obviously, and then the, the boulder thing, all it's a nice very scene. well-known yeah, mo- yeah, yeah. movie scenes. But that scene there, oh, it's crisp. Yeah. <laughs> Which one? So it's- Marion's been kidnapped and he's chasing- Chasing them uh, in like a marketplace sort of area. Yeah. Chasing and them through Cairo yeah. to get Marion back, and he's beating off the sand ninjas, you know, all the time. And then this one dressed yeah, completely in black. They form like a circle of death, effectively. Yeah. Oh, yes. Guy in black comes yeah. out. Yeah. He's got the knife and the the, the, the scimitar, rather, and he's sort yeah. of spinning dancing around, dancing with it, and yeah, ha ha, ready, ready for this fight. Yeah, and Indy just grabs his gun and bang. <laughs> Almost not even looking at him while he does it too. Like he's just like, so fuck this. Man. So good. It's honestly, it's the kind of thing you'd expect. Obviously, they played a little bit differently, but it's the kind of gag you'd see in a Tarantino flick. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Of just like I do not have the fucking time for this. Yeah, yeah, okay. So uh, interesting. I, I'm fascinated by Foley artists and how they create sounds mm. and just how um, suggestive some sounds can be. Do you know how they made the sounds for the body hits whenever whenever people are fighting? How they made that sound? That was going to be a, my piece of trivia. Oh, please but do. Yeah, go for it. How do they do it? Tell me. I didn't it do any research. Um, leather jackets and a baseball bat. Yeah, just a pile of the jackets and just wailing into it with a baseball bat. That is interesting. For, for that nice yeah. skin-like thud. Yeah. 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 It's exciting. Isn't that brilliant? That's nice. Yeah. I know. Yeah, it's fantastic. And you know the, the um, lid of the ark being slid open? Mm. That sort of stone sound or whatever? That was the sound designer recording the top of his system, the ceramic top to mm. his toilet system. And oh. Just, <laughs> just moving that along. Ah, I can't remember what movie was. it was, but there was a beheading in a movie that I saw and the, the sound of the head thudding onto the ground yep. was like a head of lettuce or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Slice the lettuce and yeah. I can't remember what movie that was. Yeah. It is very interesting <laughs> to see what they do. It's wonderful to watch the YouTube clips when they're, when they're doing the foliar, mm. to, to see the thing on screen and then to watch them as well, making that sound live. Oh, I was watching some YouTube you know, show. Somebody, somebody's being uh, in, in bound in handcuffs and paraded around the thing and it's just a guy dragging chains over a, over a bit of wood or something. There was some YouTube thing I was watching yeah. and it was effectively um, sound designers from video games. Yeah. And they were talking about, you know, what they have, to, they, would, they would listen to like iconic bits of certain video games, dropping that word again, and um, explaining how they would go and reproduce those sounds, what they were doing and stuff. It was very, yeah, obscure how they would get to some of them. And like they were saying like video game guns are just blatantly not how guns sound. No, no of course The not. sound of a gun is obviously a lot louder for one, but also it's more of a high pitch as opposed to like that lovely little yeah. solid boof you get from yeah. the games. And the same, like what they actually have to do to recreate those, like a series of like chambers to make the sound echo in a certain way so they can capture it because a gun will just not make that sound. Really interesting stuff. Huh. The, uh, the monkey doing the Nazi salute, uh, the Roman yeah. salute, that took 50 takes to capture that. To, to get one that looked like, like a salute. Do you know how they did it? Mm. Off... Out of out of shot of the camera, they uh, just uh, hung a grape. They dangled a grape in front of this thing, and it was just the monkey reaching for the grape. <laughs> That's cute. Isn't it? And the spirits uh. again, just good filmmaking. Spielberg is one of these guys that used every um, uh, what's the word a practical trick trick he could. Yeah, 
I think I was watching a documentary once. I can't remember what his first film was, but it was a war film. And he had he had a scene where guys were running uh, running while being uh, fired at by mortars or something. And obviously they couldn't afford the pyrotechnics and the um, uh, explosions to to really happen. And it was a safety issue too to have explosions go. So what they did was that they had it was brilliant and so simple. They just had a plank of wood, right, resting mm. on on a, on a bit of a, a lever or something with a whole heap of dirt on one side. And as the guys ran, they would run over this thing and fling up the dirt huh. to give the effect of a bomb going off and and pushing up dirt. And it's very effective. You play play the bomb sound at the you know the little whistle and the explosion yeah. at the right time and it's yeah it's it's like a bomb went off and it's just a bit huh. of dirt and a plank of wood. It's fascinating. That's great. The way he did the uh, spirits when when the ark is opened and the spirits are flying around. That's they're not animated. They're real spirits yeah. <laughs> captured by George Lucas. That's right. Spielberg is a very powerful <laughs> Jew. Yeah, very influential. <laughs> no, no. Um, like in in Ghostbusters, they were animated. Mm. But uh, in Raiders of the Lost Ark, they were mannequins that were filmed underwater in slow motion to give that sort of ethereal effect. So very practical, very practical effect. Was that a scene you've seen before, by the way, Alex? The melting faces? Yes. Okay. I was like, they're just... Weirdly, I think this out of we'll discuss it as we go through the series. I think this movie particularly, fuck the fourth one, but out of the the three original (laughs) ones, I think this one has the most well-known sequences in it from memory. I was so, oh, apart from, I mean, maybe Kali Ma, like the heart rip from one of the other ones, probably was, one of the most famous bits too. But I think the idol, the boulder, the melting faces, yeah. the arc, I think this I was, movie is the yeah. one that's all these keystone moments of cinema. I was waiting for the little kid with the hat. but Short maybe. round. The Laging Boy? Sure. Yeah, that's he's number two. Yeah. Okay. Right. Short well, round, I've right, seen yeah. parts of multiple movies. Yeah. Then. <laughs> yeah. So he's, he's the psychic for number two. It's, it's always a different person that goes with Indy. Would you care to take a guess who was considered for the role of Indiana Jones? What year? 1980? Early 80s. Um, so think of big stars around the early 80s. Surprising amount of comedians. I was going to say Bill Murray because... Bill Murray. Really? Yeah. I, wow. I was yep. just saying okay. it because he was big. Yep. I mean, he's still big, but he was big at the time. The story really? is that he dropped out because of scheduling conflicts with Saturday Night Live. But can you imagine Bill Murray... As Indiana Jones, I want to see it just 80s Bill Murray that would do it. I would just, just that's so interesting. He's a comedy actor, though. He's not a Indiana Jones doesn't fit like Harrison Ford absolutely fits mm. the role, and he's become Indiana Jones now. But was it meant I to be more campy at first? Maybe that was the idea. Possibly the name originally was Indiana Smith. Okay, and it was changed on the first day of shooting. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Once again, <laughs> again, all all these things you know it as Indiana Jones. You know. Uh, his his face is Harrison Ford's face, and you can't imagine it ever being different. But uh, you know, it was it was something very different up until a certain point. Harrison Ford himself wasn't cast until three weeks before shooting began. Yeah, was Robin Williams yeah. considered? I don't think Robin Williams was. That's uh, certainly not on my list. Um, Steve Martin was. Steve Martin was another one I was going to suggest. But Chevy Chase was. Chevy Chevy Chase is once again really comedy. I mean, so is Martin. Yeah, but that's, Martin that's has exactly, the chops, and I can't. Um, I, Martin could pull it off. As, as an actor, because, I mean, Planes, Trains and Automobiles yeah. is one of his best movies and he plays a straight man. In, it's a funny film, but he plays a straight man in that. These are all comedy right. actors so far, though. Yeah. all very funny men. Okay. I, and, and I'm surprised to see any of them on the list. But then uh, Jack Nicholson, Tom oh. Selleck, who I think could have done it. Selleck could have done a very similar performance, yeah. I think, to what we yeah, got yeah. from Ford, yeah. Uh, and Nick Nolte. Nolte as well. Nolte could have yeah. done it. If you're okay. Modern day casting of this film, everyone says Chris Pratt because it, you know he's uh, yeah. he can do yeah. serious, but he's got that sort of charm that you get, and he's already got that vest on from uh, Jurassic World. Exactly. <laughs> if we could exclude him as an obvious choice, who would you cast it as today? Andy because Warhol. this is a very realistic question because they've been talking about rebooting the franchise. Who? Andy. Andy who? This Andy Samberg. right here. Andy Samberg. Andy Samberg as Indiana Jones is in yeah. Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, not the worst. Not honestly, not the worst. Um, I don't see it though. He's too smarmy. Like he would, he would make a joke of the role, to, oh. in order to be funny as a parody. He could like like a like an MTV movie oh, awards yeah. short or, or or an Oscars opening or something. Yeah, cast him as as Indiana Jones. Absolutely. I hate to say it because he, I think he looks the role, but I think he would kind of Andy Samberg it in a sense. Yeah. Um, Ryan Reynolds, but he, he, I think he could look the role. Yeah, him um, him aging into that sort of like you know, silver foxy sort of guy. As well, mm-hmm. he, Chris Pine's a good pull as well. Chris Pine would definitely give us Chris a more Pine. earnest performance. Yeah, 
I know Robert um, Pattinson, the new Batman. Uh, yeah. Not honestly, but he's not yeah. going to. He wouldn't comedy it up. I don't yeah, think he's got true. the charm for it though. The beef was in four as his son, but he could do it too. Who? Sorry, Shy the beef. Oh, the, the, uh, <laughs> oh, he's just he's just dropped off the mat radar. He hasn't has he? he has a little bit, yeah. But he could, but he could do it. You know what I'd like oh, about, to see? How about Daniel Radcliffe? Radcliffe's not bad. He's, he's, oh, yeah. he's a versatile actor. This is going to be mean to Harrison Ford, but if I was going to cast an old Indiana Jones, I'd put Christoph Waltz in the role. I wouldn't oh, go yeah. Harrison Ford. I reckon yeah, yeah. Waltz. Or if, or if we go young and we have Indy's dad like we did with Sean Connery, Christoph Waltz's <laughs> dad, that would be fun. I could but I could see that. I mean, everyone's going with, it's got to be Chris Pratt. And honestly, it's, it's the obvious choice because it's, it makes the most sense, I think. Like even even kind of looks yeah. like him. Yeah. Yeah, but actually, in saying that, I mean, it, it played his son in uh, the Star Wars things. But Adam Driver, yeah, Adam Driver, he, he wouldn't be bad as an action yeah. star as well. And if we're going to pull in Star Wars, I go uh, Oscar uh, Isaac. Kylo Ren from from oh, Star Wars. Right. Yeah. Yes, yes, I go yes. Oscar Isaac. Yeah, I think he's a better actor. I don't. Know, I like him, but he's yeah. Poe from Star Wars. Oh yeah, <laughs> what? Or just cast an unknown? No. I want known quantities because no. I can't pitch an unknown. No, Chris Jericho, unknown. professional wrestler, done. Um, <laughs> Dave Bautista. <laughs> Dave would make a great villain for these movies. Yeah, these he would movies actually, yeah. at their peak just feel like teacher James Bond films. Yeah. I'm a teacher, yeah. but I'm also James Bondish. Like that, that's these things at their peak. So having and um, Bautista played a villain in. Oh, what was the latest James Bond film? Oh, Spectre? Spectre, thank yeah. you. Yeah, he played Mr. Jinx. Did he? Yes. I didn't see Spectre. It's fine. It's not yeah. good. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what and I And Christoph Waltz is yeah. in it too. Ooh. Yeah, he well, plays he plays uh, the Mr. Octopus Man. Yes, um, yeah. Hail Hydra. Um, Spectre? Is, is his name Spectre? He, I don't even no, know. No, Blofeld. Oh, he plays Blofeld? He's, it's a reveal oh, that he's Blofeld. Spectre is the organisation. Yes. Yeah. It's revealed that he's Blofeld. He's also James's half-brother. That's why it's like, oh, oh the wheels come no. off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then we find out where he got his jacket from. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Isn't it terrible? Oh. Just stop. Just All right. stop it. Are we good to move into movie babies? Or is there yes. any more interesting? Oh, is this the movie with um, C-3PO and R2-D2 oh, yes. on the Ark? They're on the Ark uh, decoration. Yep. Yeah. Wait, or oh, is this the... I'm mixing my trivia. Are they on the Ark decoration? Or there's one of the movies that they're also part of like the etchings in, inside of one of the temples Well, like, the, on the stone. But this the, is the, the Ark trivia one? that I read was in on the Well of the Souls. Yeah, so. there you go. Because I, I, I think they appear in two yeah. of them. But and uh, the fly creeping over Belloc's mouth, mm. Paul Freeman's mouth, um, everybody thinks he he swallowed it. Spielberg, when he was editing the thing, thought, how funny would it be if I just cut off the few frames, just didn't include them, of the fly flying away to make it look like That's horrible. he swallowed it. It was just a, it was just a big joke for him. Huh. And then Empire Magazine voted that scene as the most paused scene of, uh, of movies when they, when they did their thing probably yeah. in, the, in the 80s sometime. That's great. All right, I'm going to hit the button and we're going to hook Movie Babies. Probably a lot more brief than that trivia went on for. Hasta la vista, baby. Nobody puts baby in a corner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, baby. Yeah. I copped out, honestly. It's because these movies are an ape of this movie. Um, but I went to Vinci Code and the Mummy series. Right, okay. Because they are honestly yeah. channeling a lot from what this kind of started off. It is, it's yeah, difficult all, all the magic way. and the rituals and things like that, yeah. The only other thing I could say, if you wanted more pace-wise to throw in an older film, I would just say just get any random Western, <laughs> but not the good ones. Because it's Spaghetti I think, Western. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I went with any James Bond film and any John Wayne film. Yep, and yeah. perfect yeah. as well. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like yeah, they're all, they're uh, yeah. all so similar that you you wouldn't necessarily need to identify a specific one. But definitely, I would say, uh, uh, honestly, not to keep it in the same era, but an 80s James Bond film too. Yeah. I think if you went Pierce Brosnan, I think his era's not the right fit. No, no. But I, any yeah, of the Bonds prior? That, that came before that, absolutely. Yeah, I, look, I would have said The Mummy and... Yeah. Yeah. yeah the Mummy is a good pick. It, I mean, actually, The Mummy is probably a rip-off of uh, Raiders in, in, in a lot of ways. Yeah. Hypothetically, guys... How would As you like the, to do a Brendan, James Bond Brendan. retrospective? <laughs> There's like uh, 30 of them. No. James Bond films. I think Spectre was Bond 25. I think the next one's yeah, 26. Yeah. I would love to actually go through and watch them all, but that's such that's half a year of just James Bond reviews. Yeah. Fuck me, that's a lot. <laughs> well, we could, so, well, we could watch them all and do one episode of 
the conglomeration of Bond films together. I don't that's think old. we've got enough time to record that. <laughs> that's so they would be old. talking for a long time. Also, nah. that feels like it's a separate podcast. You like just the James Bond films. I think right? you'd be repeating yourself yeah. a lot. Yes. yes, because they're very similar to each other. And this is honestly the reason I didn't want one to character. <laughs> I didn't want us to do um the, all the Godzilla films because you know how normally we do all yeah. the films and franchises. Specifically, made the point of not doing them because once again, it's been going for sixty years. It, they're that's all the just, same. No, they're, they're not they're all the not, same. That's that's not but true. But you will that's, be repeating. Yeah. Uh, that's right. You'll get to a point where I've from movie six to movie twelve. Yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. But I think Bond would be fascinating to do. Oh, maybe a Patreon bonus. Who knows? Anyway, keep it under your hat for the moment. I don't wear a hat. Alex is wearing so a hat you can though. Think about it. Keep it close to your head so you can think about yeah. it. All right. Good to do tweets then. And today I'm going to read it to you. Sports in it. Are you kidding? Fencing, fighting, torture, revenge, giants, monsters, chases, escapes, true love, miracles. All right, tweets. I wrote this down. It's not good. Who knew Jesus was such an angry guy? Harrison Ford knew. I went exactly the same way, except mine is better. Thank you. I'd love to hear it. <laughs> God has very strong opinions about swastikas. <laughs> Hashtag not on my arc. Oof, yep. <laughs> the arc is much like the the arc as it <laughs> as it it as it's described in this is in my tweet. Um in Judaism uh in the temple. Oh yes. So it was behind uh <laughs> it was in a separate room only certain people could go in and they couldn't look at it because uh, it would have been too much for them, and they would have oh, right, okay. they would have perished. Wait, so, sorry, what's this? Sorry, the Ark of the Covenant in this movie is very much like the Ark, the, the, or so the Ark of the Covenant is basically God's presence on Earth. Yes. So in in Judaism, like yeah, temple yeah. times, like when the temple stood, so before Jesus' time, mm-hmm. um, it was in a segregated room in the temple, and only certain people could go in. And they couldn't look at it. So that it, it kind of it matches up. I'm probably going to show a bit of ignorance here, but when it comes to religious texts, I'm not as well read as other people are. Is this actually, so this is actually based off of a real object, not like a mythological Da Vinci Code bullshit object? Is that correct? Like, oh, I'm not saying um, that the actual Ark could do all these things, but the Ark of the Covenant is meant to be an actual thing that has, it's written about has in, existed. in the Bible. Yeah. Now, in this film, did I miss here? I thought the Ark just contained the Ten Commandments. Does it not do that as well? Or have I just made that up? No, it, the Ark is what the the Jews used to transport the Ten Commandments. But, but they weren't after in, that, yeah. it became the, the Well of the Souls. Interesting. Okay, I, I must have mis- misheard that. I watched it a few days ago. I've seen it before, obviously. But the Jewish God is an angry God. Yeah. Yes. He is. He's vengeful and he does crazy shit all the time. Yeah. Um, too many bad people, you're going to die. <laughs> yeah, I mean, th- at least Thanos only killed half of everyone. <laughs> all right, well, I guess we'll move um, into good or bad. I just went to my tweet. Oh, I thought you did it. I'm so sorry. I no, blacked I said out that, when you talked about the That's not my tweet. <laughs> oh, well, what is your tweet? Um, guy with a hat and whip saves the day. Glad I paused for that. <laughs> Comprehensive. Um, Am joking. I wrong? <laughs> you are very. You're very correct. Um, how are you guys feeling? Good or bad? First. Good. Good first. Yeah. All right. Is that the right? Yes, it is. Go ahead. Make my day. How's that for a slice of fried gold? Yeah, boy. You know what's great about Indiana Jones? The movie? He fucks up all the time. Yep. He's a real he's a real character who doesn't have it all laid out. He doesn't necessarily go in with a you know an exact plan of what's gonna happen and he faces consequences. He really fucks up. He throws a punch yeah. and it doesn't land. It's great. It, and it, it is yeah. opening scenes. <laughs> you think he's real competent putting in that sand. <laughs> oh no, I'm gonna take it just a little bit out. Yeah. Put it on. It's a clever idea. Yeah. And then, no, it doesn't work. Oh, shit, I've got to get out of here now. <laughs> I'm probably well, up until that point, you're like, this guy is so competent. Like, yeah. he's, he's, you know, he's switched on. He knows he's got it. This. That's exactly right. He can, he can predict a weight just by looking at it. And then you're like, oh, yeah, oh. of course he can't. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's me and D&D. I'm probably paying myself too much credit here. <laughs> but it's me being like, no, no, no. I'm one step ahead of what's happening here. 
I am not. No, no I'm no, always in fact, just you're that, three steps behind. Yeah. No, it's just that little that degree <laughs> off. And unfortunately, you, you're a degree off, and you walk a mile, and you're very far from where you should have been. And that's the general problem. But yeah, yeah. Um, I start from the top. I love that his students are all like in love with him. <gasps> you know, very I funny. noticed it for the first time. The love you eyelids. Yeah, I had never noticed that before. It's great, right? Yeah, little huh. things setting them up. Um, I didn't check the cast. The actor in the beginning who betrayed him. Alfred Molina. That was Molina. I, I was thought Molina. it was. It's his first, it first credited role. Because yeah. I was like, that's fucking Doc Ock, isn't it? Because <laughs> me, the me, of course, I recognize him from being an octopus no, supervillain. It's Boris the Butcher from Man Who Knew Too Little. That's true, too. Yep. But okay, good. What a great actor. Even then he was good. Yeah. Too soon. In this, in this movie. <laughs> yeah. In this movie. <laughs> He's just yeah. starting out. He's, he's going he's to yeah, land better roles, but they do a good job of setting up um, some nice traits of Indiana Jones that will of Indy, sorry, that will um, rock up in other movies to come. He yeah. hates snakes. Pays off in this movie. Yep. Pays off in the next couple Everything of movies. Everything pays off. It's yeah. a very well crafted script. He's a comic book character, though. Let's be fair. Not not like superhero yeah. comic book character. Like a a fifties and forties. I'm going to read the tomb. See comic book well, that's, character. That's exactly what what they're, they're paying homage to. And it's great, but they. It's for what it is, weirdly tightly done in his, yeah. when it comes to his characterization. Yeah. Indy will never do something that makes you think, "Oh, that was that didn't that didn't make sense to what has come before." He's well, not perfect- until Crystal Skull. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> but he's perfectly consistent. Yes, but not in a boring way because, like you said, fallible. Yeah. So he's consistent, but it's almost to his detriment at points, which yeah. is but in a non-frustrating oh. way. It's they've they've walked a very a very tight rope here, and I think they've done a great job with it. Andy's a psychopath. What do you mean? Andy is, oh God, he's, he's so happy to inflict random violence on people. He, he literally shoots someone in the head. He shoots someone in the head in Nepal after setting him on fire. Yeah. Yep. When he's getting away with the truck, he knocks a guy on, on a motorbike chasing him into a pond and then gives a little smirk. Not relief. That this guy isn't yep. chasing me anymore. It's a smirk. He takes pleasure in inflicting random violence on people. Maybe he just likes he's the adventure. A badass and a psychopath <laughs> he at the also same time. Knocks people over a cliff. Yep. And doesn't seem phased. Like, nope. oh, that's two nope. more human murders that I, I just don't take. care. Or that, that guy with the sword. Murder. That guy with the big yep. sword trick could have shot him in the knee to take him out. Nope. Bam, right in the chest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that it's honestly, as a comic book character, it's just played for fun though. Like and he's you just still in a like romp. Him. Yeah, you're not you're not reeling in horror yeah. going, oh my god, who is this guy? No, this is our hero. Yeah, it's like he bathes he in the kills, blood of his enemies or anything. He kills more people in this film than any Nazi in the film does. But not and as much as still- Jesus did. <laughs> <laughs> well, they had it coming. Yeah. They didn't they didn't read the rules. And that's Always a common, read the rules. A common trend in the thing in the, in these films. Read the fucking rules. Read the rules. And- that's probably his one great yeah. character trait is that he's like he's read a book before. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good trait to have. He's very well studied. Yeah. yeah, he's a genuine professor. And as a character, I do love the reason for everything he's doing in all in this entire franchise. Yeah. I mean, obviously, he if he goes to save a person, that's part of the mission. That's fine. And I think in the crusade, okay. he goes to help his father. But for the most part, it's just preservation of historical artifacts. Yes, so basic. It belongs yeah. in a museum. Like that's, I love that, and I love Brody. He's, he's presented with these ancient, ancient coins or ancient artifacts. He's looking them over, and oh yeah, oh yeah, they're 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 very nice. They're very nice. Uh, some sort of protective case? Oh no 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 no! I'll just stick it in my coat pocket with an apple. That'll yep. be fine. They'll be they'll, <laughs> they've lasted thousands of years. They'll be fine in my pocket for a few days yep. while I take it to the museum. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, good times though. Very good times. D- I didn't realize Gimli was in this. <laughs> is he? Oh, yeah, yeah. John Rhys Darby. Yeah. Is he the we're in the Fez? No, I think the wrong he's, movie now. He's uh, Saro or Sala. Yeah. yeah. I have to look up his face again. He's the guy. He's the guy who has the digging crew. Yeah. Oh, true. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah. Interesting. And my of- shovel. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I, I, I love. I loved the the end where he's saying goodbye and then she. Kisses him on the lips and then I'm just gonna start singing. <laughs> <laughs> Yabba, dabba, dabba. Or whatever he sings, but even, it's even I was I was I was watching this with my wife uh, this morning actually. And Two even the <coughs> Oh yeah, yeah. I, I I leave these things as late as possible to, to recording so it's fresh in my mind. Ah. 
Um, I do because I'm badly organised. <laughs> I wish I had time. <laughs> no, I schedule things just to make sure. Uh, even mm. like Indy is a great character, but every other side character in this in this film has the same level of of attention paid to their to their character, and they're all good. They're all believable people. Mm. You know, mm. even even though you see some people who only have a few lines, like the the pirate. Katanga, mm. right? The, the the captain of the ship, mm. which is a scene I don't remember. But I I've, I have definitely seen Raiders before many times, and I do not remember the ship scenes. Yeah, it's, it's I'll say <laughs> actors show seriously, up. seriously. Yeah. I remember the chase in Cairo. Mm. I remember the 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 walk um, to the to the ceremony for the melting faces. But in between those, the whole ship and the hijack with the U boat, I do not remember any of that. Mm. Huh. I was going to say, it's on the note of like random actors showing up too. This film series is littered with them. From memory, Dan Aykroyd rocks up for a hot minute, number two. Yes. Yeah. He's, Temple of D- yeah, he's, he's, he's just there. He's just um, there for a scene. With I an think. English accent. Yeah. As, um, as they're loading onto the plane. Yeah. It's, just, it's this weird assortment. Like you'll just watch and be like, what the fuck are they doing yeah. here? And it's it's good. But even but even characters like Katanga, who genuinely does only have a few lines, and he's you know kind of pivotal, I guess, um, just a great character. Mm. And and a well and a well written character as well. Yeah, he's doing a favor for uh, for for Sala. He can be trusted. You know, Indy, Indy's on the thing. And then when the Germans invade, um, or when they when they hijack the, the ship, and the, the, there's a threat of the girl, he completely turns around and plays plays the character. No, she's our little bit of crumpet. You're not going to have her. You know, she's got she's got good uses here. And I, look, yeah, it it blows me away that that amount of attention is paid to side characters. That's when I know. A project has been is 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 a labor of love. Yeah. When there's intention paid to every level, not just the 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 big stars. Now I do wonder on that note how much influence Lucas had on this project. Being because it is a Spielberg film, but I think George Lucas is executive producer, producer in some kind. Well, he had a forty percent stake yeah. in it, so he was involved. So my one compliment for Lucas throughout all the films of his that we've re- reviewed is he's great at building worlds. Yeah. I think he's terrible at writing. Story. I think his stories are shitty, but his worlds are fantastic. I've said it a, th- a thousand times. He'd be a great uh, if you were playing Dungeons and Dragons. You'd want him to write the rule book. You'd want him to write the law book, but you do not write him writing your campaign. I would. I would defend him as a story writer. I think for the Star Wars prequels, which were in retrospect kind of bad, there were a lot of problems with them. Um, I think it's just because he was never challenged. He didn't have anybody around him to say no. Or nobody with the authority to say no because he was fully funding them. He was, he was, it was all his ideas. Nobody was saying no, George. That doesn't make any sense. Let's do yeah. it a different well, way. Well, like we've done, we haven't done the prequels in the show, but we've done the original trilogy. And even then, I've, I mean, fight me. I've been on record saying I think these are all pretty boring movies. I'm, no, I, I don't mind certain aspects of them, but I always like the second you hit Hoth, I fall asleep. And that's right, Hoth is in the first twenty minutes of that movie, and I'm already asleep. I'm, I'm kind of bored with the original Star Wars yeah. too. And for me, the new ones, at least they looked nice yeah. for the most part. But that's that's not enough for me. I know we just came up Godzilla when my whole thing was the visuals were there for me. But you, that had me characters that I cared about. I don't care about Luke. I'm happy yourself, he's dead. Do yourself a favor if you if you haven't ever done this. Seriously, watch the um, the Darth Jar Jar theory. Oh no, yes. Some of those in depth, and then watch a Phantom Menace again. And he is genuinely a sinister character. The whole movie mm. takes on a different tone. Interesting. I'm happy and, to give it a shot. And I. I wish I wish that Lucas had gone through with it because I think that would have saved the um, the prequels. It's such a good idea, and the fact that he pulled it off, that he convinced everybody that Jar Jar was just this rubbish comic character mm. when he was meant to be this mm. evil genius guy. And, and you watch it again, and you and you see it. I still got to go back and watch it. Do yeah. and but watch the Darth Jar Jar theory. Um, there are many oh, yeah. many iterations of it uh, online. It's very good. But anyway, so my point, say, so I'm happy to credit him with the yeah. existence of these interesting side characters. If he had any part in this, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. Maybe it was Spielberg. By all means, take the credit as well, buddy. <laughs> um, but I wouldn't be surprised if Lucas's influence came into these really interesting side characters because he's great with yep. populating a world with interesting characters. Just don't let him write their lines, or don't let him tell them how to say them. <laughs> but he, like, and I think I, I'm. Fingers crossed, maybe that's where that influence came from. So possibly, stuff. and you're right; it is full of these wonderful side characters. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. so interesting. Um, perhaps my partly my favorite is the Gestapo agent, and my wife's favorite scene, where 
um, Belloc is is uh, drinking with Marion, mm. and it's obvious that neither of them are going to fail. Marion is has, has met her match in Belloc, who grew up with uh, drinking this this grappa on his on his family thing, so he's not going to get drunk anytime soon. She's not going to escape, and you've got the Gestapo agent that that comes in, mm. and he starts to. Starts to take out this thing, and you're thinking to you, "Oh Jesus, what is this? Is this a pair of nunchucks? Oh yes, is he, is he going to hit them? What the hell is this? Is this some sort of BDSM, you know, the handcuff yeah. thing? What the <laughs> hell is he going to do? What the, what is he going to torture these people with? Oh, it's a coat hanger. Yeah, <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> yep, brilliant. It was fantastic. <laughs> um, I mean, obviously, like I said, we said, this movie's just littered with iconic moments. We've already kind of touched on most of the big ones, anyway. The face melting, the arc hole thing, the bold of the swapping of the idol, the shooting of that guard, the sword man. Is there anything else that stood out to you as just like this is just pure indie sort of thing? Or um, on the boat, the guy's like, "But where is indie? Where is indie?" And uh, then the other guy's like, "There he is!" And he's already over at the submarine. <laughs> <laughs> like, Hope you can hold your breath, indie. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> all the way to all the way to Milos or wherever oh, they go. Wow. <laughs> I've seen this movie, you know, half a dozen times, but more recently, I've seen the Mummy, the Brendan Fraser okay, film, yeah. and it was interesting watching having seen that so many more times recently coming back to this and being like, oh, there are so many exact moments that yeah. are just picked and chosen and thrown into there. Yeah. And it kind of makes me love The Mummy more in that regard because it kind of feels like an absolute love letter in some aspects to this film. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. it's very good too. And Brendan Fraser plays a plays a brilliant uh, adventurer. And honestly, if we we're doing another casting for a 90s version of Indiana Jones or like a well, late 90s version, Brendan Fraser wouldn't have been the worst pull for that time period no, either. he was probably hot property yeah. at the time too. As opposed to now where he's old and saggy and sad, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I haven't seen him. Aww. He's playing a lot more bitter roles lately. I mean, it was Monkey Bone. Working. Monkey Bone did it. Yeah. Anything else on the good or we're going to jump into the bad? Sure. I could keep talking forever. I could as well. I mean, we we could just, you know, same as our Annihilation review, just go through plot by plot because it's all, it's a very good film. It is. It's very entertaining. But I'm going to hit the bad because it's a format. We don't, sure. We can just hit it and say, nope, and then skip, but we're going to do it. Houston, we have a problem. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. You are tearing me apart, Lisa. I've fallen, and I can't get up. I can't believe you've done this. The one, nope. the, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. The one, the one, the one thing that I had, it, the one moment where I was sort of taken out and hold on, why did, why, why did she do that? Was when Marion is being chased uh, through the through through Cairo through the market. She finds the frying pan. And the guy pulls out his knife and ha ha ha, you're not going to get me. And she runs off. He chases him after her. Thwack with the frying pan. He falls over. She drags the body in and hides him. And then has the frying pan with her when she runs off. She doesn't take the knife. She keeps the frying pan. <laughs> yeah. There's a movie coming up that we're going to be reviewing that has a very similar bit in it, but it's played for a laugh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which this could have been too. It's fine. It's inconsequential yep. because she's caught it. You know, anyway. The one on the, someone's being attacked by a murderer and they're reaching to like the side table and there's like a knife, a gun, a grenade, and a banana. <laughs> the banana. But, yeah. Um bad part. Yeah, safety, oh. certain death. Oh, oh, I wonder which way to go. <laughs> I struggle for bad things. This film is not it's not perfect. I'll I'll call that out. Um I think it suffers from this isn't really its fault. Just as a generational thing. Films now are a little bit more fast-paced, a little bit more going on. This scene oh. feels in parts a little bit long in the truth, but it's not because it dragged on. It's just because compared to modern cinema, in points it feels like a 30-year-old film. Because it is. But if you can get over that, it's fine. I'm is, like, it, is that when they slow down for the exposition? I think so. About the history and things? See, I kind of like those things. I don't, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying comparatively for a mo- to a modern film audience – um, it can feel a little bit drawn out at points, but it's not. It's not actually drawn out. It's yeah. oh, well, in my opinion, anyway, it's not actually drawn out. It's just a difference from what we're kind of more exposed to now. So I didn't have any issue good. with the length of it. Good, I, yeah. I I thought the 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 story that they told it mm. had its everything had its place. Yeah, movies shouldn't and be afraid to be quiet when when there's yeah. an appropriate moment mm. for that. You don't need guns yeah. blazing and people running all the time. But I want Godzilla to fight my Indian. No, <laughs> my no. <laughs> my big issue was 
the Gestapo guy. Yeah. I just like I don't know if it was just the actor or just the way his makeup was done or something, but yeah. it just I just Is this the lead Nazi with the round glasses? Yeah. Yes. I love him. Yeah. He's supposed to be creepy and yeah. sinister. He looks like a pedophile. He, he looks creepy sinister. He looks like he has a like plastic a, face the whole way through. Yeah, yeah, he's, 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 which he is handy when his plastic <laughs> face melts off. And and that like I, I can fully appreciate that it's early eighties, but Pretty bad. Well, no, That's it all wasn't practical. Yeah, it wasn't a prosthetic. He, 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 no, I know. <laughs> he just that, he was made scene. up to look weird. I watched this no, very the, the, the scene of the melting oh, face oh, yeah, 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 was. Yeah. I watched this very funny YouTube video. Actually, it was um Alex probably seen it. It was good on um, Good Mythical Morning. They had a cheese artist come into their studio oh, and yes. they sculpted the Nazis <gasps> from this face out of cheese. Yeah. And then they melted the room. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. So that was that looked terrifying as well. But um, I don't. I guess having seen that scene from a earlier time, I'm just that's that's just how it looks to me. Yeah, that's is what it yep. is. And they do it in Scrubs as a reference. Somebody says to Carla, oh, it says to, in Scrubs, oh, that nurse looks like a young you or something. And then cuts to JD's fantasy, and it's Carla turning around saying, "What? <laughs> oh no, this is the wrong one. No, 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 no. The line is." Carla's saying, do you really want me to let you in on my crazy? And JD's like, yeah, what could go wrong? And then it cuts to like, she starts talking and her head lights up and then his whole face melts. And it's the same effect as well. I'm just used to seeing that shitty plastic melting. But I can see if you're, if you're fresh to it. Yeah. Well, it's it, wax. It, it, it was a wax head. Yeah, wax would be, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, like I, I've, I've seen that scene before. Yeah. Mm. But yeah. But can you imagine that not horrible that. CGI version that we would get today of that? Oh, it wouldn't look nice either. No, stop with the computers. They have a time and a place. They have a time and a place. That's exactly right. Yeah, but for this kind of thing, I, I appreciate what they tried to do. Especially, oh well, God, imagine if they tried to CGI it back then. Ah, oh, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> abort, abort. But in, in defense of that, um, of practical effects, there's, there's an art to it. I mean, you're, you're making art to begin with. It's not meant to look photorealistic. You know, you, you know you're telling a story. Mm. You know you're telling a fiction. And it's, I appreciate when people are clever in how they show, you know, without without saying, okay, I want I want there to be this three headed witch, and then just drawing a three headed witch and going, there you go. Instead of doing that, play play around with it and, and see what you can do oh. to have a practical effect. Because that there, there's a lot of creativity that goes into that. There's very off topic, but I was watching um, it was it's it's the remake the remake remake of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and in it these guys pick up a. Uh, a hitchhiker, she's going a bit crazy in the car. She pulls out a gun from her pants and shoots herself in the head Yep, or in the mouth. And then there's this amazing practical effect where you're watching everyone that saw her shoot herself in the head, yeah? And they're all like, holy shit, like, yeah? And the camera pulls back and goes through the hole in her oh. mouth and out the back of her head so you can see part of her jaw. Like, oh, practical effect. Cool. Really? fucking incredible. Yeah. And I was watching wow. the behind the scenes of them trying to do this several times because the camera kept like, catching yeah, on like the yeah. teeth and shit and they had to do it so it didn't actually look like a camera was passing through it but the camera was physically coming yeah. through it like it wasn't just a zoom effect oh neat really cool but it, it also it depends on who you get like that wasn't him but if you get someone like tom savini who's very famous for doing a lot of horror movie practical yeah. effects you can get some fucked up shit through it and stuff that you would look at and you only know it's fake because you're watching a movie yeah. but if you saw that you would not know in like okay. in real life, the, the thing. Have you seen the thing recently? Yeah, and everything is practical in there and terrifying, and it looks so real when it when it's the practical. Dogs. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, like yeah. that wet yeah. look. That yeah. fucked yeah. up. Great stuff. Yeah. When it's when it's practical and it's right there and the actors really are reacting to it, it feels real. But because then you it watch real. the thing, the pre- sequel, prequel thing, the newer one, when they went all CGI, which mind you, they actually had practical plan for that yeah. film, and then decided towards the end. No, too difficult. Let's do CGI. <laughs> and everything looks creepy, but it also looks like it's not there. Yeah. And yeah, there's a trade-off. Totally right. Good, great CGI. Like best CGI you can have can sometimes look more realistic than practical, yeah, but, but it will never look like it's there. But if you're just making a CGI film, then why not just animate the whole thing? Why are you bothering with film? Yeah. You're already just painting pictures. So paint it and be done with it. Mm-hmm. Don't. Pretend like you're making a film when you're when you're making a painting. I'm a big fan of when they use CGI to enhance practical. That yeah, can work too. Yeah. It's it, it's it's hard for me to have a hard and fast rule because it's so case by case. 
It, it just absolutely is. I guess CGI I, in the original Matrix was fine. Yep. CGI in the second Matrix was not fine. And like like day and night yeah, in quality yeah. between the two I of them. I guess if, if if it looks good and it looks believable, nobody's really going to care. Yeah. Because it, it passes. As far as the film is concerned, it passes. And that's, well, I mean, that's fine. No one complained that Thanos didn't look realistic and we had a giant yeah. purple grimace walking around because yeah. that was done really, really yeah. well. Yeah. Um, and no one said Tony Stark's armor looked fake <laughs> because they did it so well. Yeah. It looks like he's yeah. actually wearing it, but he's, you know, it's all CGI. Yeah. But then, you know, ba- Batman v Superman, every time Superman does anything, it looks like he's near from the Matrix 2. I guess. Time I, and place. Yeah. I yeah. guess what I'm saying is if you're going to go the route of CGI, make sure it doesn't have any cracks. Because yes. practical effects are very forgivable because they're really there and you can patch up the cracks and you can see how it works and you can, you know, if it moves funny, then you can just incorporate that into your film. But if you're animating the whole thing, you better not have any cracks. And you get better performances, I find, from around it because I guess Absolutely. people can see things and it And they can react something. to it and it's really there and it, you, you can be really terrified. You can really pretend to be terrified by something that is in front of you. Mm. But if you're just imagining it, then... Yeah, again, you want a really good actor to do that because they better not have any cracks in their performances or it's going to show. Long way around to where we're going though. I agree with Alex <laughs> that, it, that it did look fake, but I enjoyed it either way. Yeah, but yeah. it does it does look fake. Of course like, it yeah. does. And but that's fine. Can you, you imagine how hard it would not. have to be to melt a person? Fucking right. hell. <laughs> <laughs> Without cooking them. That's it's just the power of God. Straight to yeah. melt. <laughs> um, any other bad though? Um Really, I mean, yeah. yeah there, are, there are moments, I guess, you could say that you know my my suspension of disbelief was was um, uh, broken or whatever. But it's fine. It's a, it's a well crafted film, and you you're engaged in the story enough because of the performances uh, and and the and the writing that it doesn't matter that it has you know a few little holes. Okay, perfect. Well, we'll jump to um, verdicts then. Yeah. But to be the man, you gotta beat the man. And I'm saying, woo, right here, I'm the man. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Slap it on with the might of Zeus. I was thinking about this this film. (laughs) What'd you say? (laughs) I was joking, but I said, don't watch this film. Live it. Live it. Yes. <laughs> I was. I was just thinking afterwards how how unrealistic, but also weirdly aspirational it is that um, in this film, in this universe, there exists a class of bureaucrats that can resist the power of the Ark and the power of all these other <laughs> occult curiosities that yep. they can just warehouse them. Put and, it in a box. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly right. And I'm not even tempted. To unleash that power, I know I have it. I'm, it's not even it's not even real to me. Just put it away. Nobody can have that. What what self restraint that <laughs> that, mm, that requires? Yeah. Top men are looking after it. Yeah. Who? <laughs> top top men. men. That was yep. Mm. That's what this movie should be though. This is such an important piece of film history, which sounds stupid because it was meant to be uh, this little lark. But it's it's hit the right notes. It's yep. it's resonated. It's stayed, and it has kept its quality. And debatably, compared to some shit I've seen, maybe it's improved in quality. Maybe it's maybe it's a red and not a white. <laughs> it gets better in years. Um, it's been it's been honoured. It's been it's been referenced. It's been memed mm. to death. God, how many how many McDonald's tie-ins were there? Where uh, I, I think it was a Hungry Jack's ad actually. Where that that scene where he's got the sandbag and he's doing the thing, but it's with a you know, a happy meal or something on the going through the, the door and sticking your arm out to grab the hat and stuff yeah, too. Yeah. Was that wait? Oh no, I'm blending them together. Is that even this film? That's this one. But you can. It's it, it's become a cultural yeah. uh, staple. The the music is iconic. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Shoot the bookie, <laughs> kill the droid. <laughs> you did a good job of that, didn't you? <laughs> um, but yeah. yeah, big. I'm really behind this film, obviously. I think we're I think we're all coming from the same place. But yeah, how is it for you? I'm very curious, Alex, because this was your first time properly seeing this. I liked it. This wasn't like when I recommended another film and you didn't like it. So this is a good start for us. Fresh um, start, new take, second take of this whole <laughs> film thing. Yes. Uh, look, I kind of thought that I would like it. I wasn't sure how like the '80s film would like hold up, but there's something about this that I can like I can mm. get past, and I just. 
I enjoyed it. And that was, that's quite telling because the films that we've done in the same time period, uh. Alex has, I mean, not hated all of them, but there's been a general dislike compared to more modern films. Um, like The Thing, for example. Alex didn't enjoy The Thing. The Warriors is 73 Incorrect. from memory. Your whole thing about the practical effects in that. That was one of his criticisms. He hated it. Yeah. <laughs> You're incorrect. Fucking in horrible. Yeah, no, you're just wrong. Um, but, I mean, The Warriors was 73, but Alex didn't like that either. And neither did Zane. Oh, I mean, that, that's like that almost well. a decade before. Correct. And that's a lot, sl- a lot shorter of a film, but a lot slower in what happens in that film. But my main concern for you would be just the pace of this film. Because it does, yeah. it, while it goes to a lot of places and does a lot of things, it takes its time to do so. Yeah. Look, so it's, it must, it's good credit to this that you like I'm it. I'm not going to credit entirely to this but I was eating KFC while I was watching this. <laughs> so I was already happy. <laughs> no, that checks out. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Colonel approves of Raiders mm. of the Lost Ark. So my memory, okay, excluding number four, we are reviewing it, but my memory is that number two in this franchise is my least favourite. Mine also. Yes. and But my memory isn't that it's, it's not that it's bad though. It's weird. It is weird. It's but, a... I I saw uh, Last Crusade first, Raiders second, and Temple of Doom last. And perhaps it's entirely down to the order in which I saw them, but Temple of Doom does not feel like an Indiana Jones film mm. because you know the other two are about um, a, a sort of a grounded uh, ex- exploration of the occult, whereas number two is very explicitly this is occult and this is magic and this is happening right now. And number two is the most James Bondy from my memory as well. I it, really it has a great it. opening. Yes. Yeah. Oh, pre-warning for you though, Al. Oh, mate, the female lead in that film, very <laughs> annoying. Oh, so Marion doesn't stick around. No, it's no. different <laughs> companions every time. He's like the doctor. Yep. She had a right. tollbooth job she needed to get to. Yep. Uh, every time it's a, new, it's a new lady, they fall in love, they're destined uh, to be together forever until the next one, you know. Um, but that, it's uh, episodic in that sense too. Okay. Honestly, yeah. the thing yeah. about these films are you can, like Andrew said, you can start, you can watch three, one, and two in that order for the first time ever. Yeah. Does not matter, okay? Because he's the same character. He's so consistently written, and they don't have any. There's not really any through. continuity. No, yeah. no, no, because the villains aren't, aren't the same. Yep. I mean, there's Nazis in all of them. Yeah, except for four, which is yeah, which is after, which is set in the fifties anyway. And four will kind of have that funny point. We've been, we've harped on so much about practical versus CGI, and four is the heavy <laughs> CGI one because of course it is. But all right, um, socials, Instagram. You can find us at Second Take Podcast, and if you live in the future, you can tweet us at Second Take TNC. Facebook.com slash Second Take. Want to send us an email? <laughs> we have one of those. Second Take Podcast at gmail.com. Are you okay, Alex? No. <laughs> What's wrong? I'm in pain. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I won't draw this out then. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Any longer than. Necessary. Yeah, I'll just do as long as I need it to be. But no, you can go to our website, secondtakepodcast at gmail.com and check out the last three years worth of um, shit. Um, we've got film- Done, do it, and then send us an email and tell us how awesome we yeah, are. Yeah, we've got a review coming out every single week. Have not missed it. No sick days here, buddy, <laughs> except we've all literally had sick days. Yeah. But that's the, the joy of a team. But the show must go yeah. on. Yeah. And all those midweek episodes. And- if you go through, you'll find a link to that's not canon.com, which is kind of like the mothership network that Second Take Podcast is a part of. And you can go there and see a whole bunch of other shows um, of varying quality. No, they're all pretty good. There's like 30 odd shows there. Yeah, it's um, pretty extensive. I'll give a particular mm. shout out though to sort of our secret rival podcast, but Mighty Motion Picture Rangers, just because they're the other film podcast in the network. Um, it's run by three filmmakers. Um, uh, three local filmmakers that put together little pieces and stuff, but they do go more into film theory. Um, they do do the occasional review as well, but theirs is more about the technique used in certain spots and yeah. going into like genre dives. Um, really interesting. We've had a couple of their hosts on um, previously, and we probably will in the future. Assuming We've never been invited to kill on their show. Uh, no, I have actually. Um, <laughs> so they only wanted they wanted the ace. Oh, I oh, oh that's how it is. Um, I don't know anything technical, so I'm not even offended. Oh, I was on a, uh, the episode I did was about violence in movies. Like, we, we were just, oh, violence in cinema, anyway. Anyway, check them out, Mighty Motion Picture Rangers. Um, but or else. Like, or else. <laughs> but I suggest just listening to this show because we're kind of like the funny we're, we're ones. Just, we're the funny ones and the handsome ones and the ones that um, do the variety hour. We'll see you on Wednesday. <laughs>
So, what should I listen to now? We are Castology. This is our podcast about podcasts. We are your castologists, Patrick Shearer, Liz Best, and Zancy Weber. Each week, we'll bring you three of the best and sometimes not so best podcasts around. We'll also do the hard work and trawl the RSS feeds to find the newest podcast that should be on your radar. And then next week, we come back and tell you what we thought of the recommendations and bring three new sparkling podcasts to check out. Now, will we always agree with each other's picks? Probably not. But hey, you're clever. You know that's how reviews work. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any podcatcher of your choice. Uh, that's not kind of Productions podcast. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.